You're listening to the Talking 20 podcast. This podcast is for you if you're in your 20s and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? We've all been there and we want to talk about it. We're your hosts, Bridget O'Rourke and Mary Margaret Courtney, and we sit down with fellow millennials to chat about their journey and hear what they've learned along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking 20 podcast. This is our third time at trying to record this episode uh, because we're recording it in person today. And if you're watching this, you'll see, you know, Mary and I are in the same room. You've probably never seen it before. It's quite an anomaly. We've never actually met in person. No, it's the first time. Yeah, yeah. Mary's taller. You're shorter. (laughs) That was a joke that we did the first time we recorded this. It didn't land. It didn't land. land. Which brings us into... The concept of improv. The concept of improv, which is what we were talking about uh, on the previous recording of this. I'm talking to you guys about why I have PTSD about doing this episode in person. It's because when we were first starting out doing this podcast, Mary wanted me to do an improv episode with her in person, and I just completely panicked. Panic. Shut down entirely. Panic mode entirely. Yes. Yeah. So, but also in my defense, I'm like doing producer mode stuff. Penny's about to walk on the <laughs> laptop and turn this off. Pen, out of the way. Come here, Penny. <laughs> this is not Come here, lie down. Sorry, anyway, everybody. My dog is interrupting. Yes. So as uh, if you, as Mary said in the last recording, if you don't want these interruptions anymore, you could pay us money and we'd buy a studio. But yeah. uh, as of right now. That's not the case. <laughs> so we have a dog. So we have a dog. So anyways, <laughs> yes, I completely flopped. I didn't do well. And in the episode that's coming up next week, which we're about to talk about, we talk a lot about improv and how I should start doing improv. Just to be quicker on my feet, Mary's always been good at improv. When did you start? Well, I haven't always been good at improv. I trained in improv, which was <laughs> the point in the episode I was trying to make is like, no, I also fell on my face. Like, I've been through it. But I just, you were, like, in grade nine. When everything is more important and you do not ever <laughs> want to fall on your face. And as a girl, you want to look pretty and impress people because you're in a new school. Yeah, the stakes were way lower. <laughs> True. I'm going to go into, like, an adult improv class where everybody's nervous and nobody, nobody I don't know anyone. Yeah, it's yeah. not a social thing. This is the thing, is we were talking about improv because we were looking at different forms of putting this podcast together. We did that before there was even a pre-release episode yes. yeah, 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 And uh, I put out the idea of, you know, Bridget just working a little bit differently than she did, not, not being in producer mode, not worrying about things recording and things like that, which are actually the things that make you good at being present in the moment and staying on track. Yes. You're like ADHD brain aligns with that yep. and because of that that keeps you organized and your thoughts are more crystal clear and all those things exactly. I understand that but I really wanted to push you and challenge you and, <laughs> and watch me fall on she literally face. froze and when I mean freeze she went to a comatose state and you I, your quote was like I just wanted to go to sleep because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't and I was like there was no there were no stakes there was nothing you just had to Talk. Talk and see how it went. If we yeah. didn't like it, you don't put it, it out. It was but like this immediate just... feeling of tiredness came over me. And I was like, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm just gonna go... That's okay. That's my it's improv. hilarious. And a lot of people get that. Like when people public speak and things like that, like their body, it's like their central nervous system just takes over and they start panicking and they can't focus. And mm-hmm. those things, like there are people that are naturally good at talking in front of people. Yes. But a lot of those things are skills and tools you learn over time. And with improv for me... When 
uh, people say, you know, like, oh, like, I'll be at friends' houses and they'll ask me to get up and say, like, the cheers for their family gathering. And I'm like, I'm not even in your family. But <laughs> they're like, Mary, you do it because I don't want to get up. And I'm like, it's your grandma. Just say <laughs> cheers. But it's, it's just because with improv, like, you're put out there. You have no parachute. You have to learn to trust the people around you and trust your instincts, which is what we talk about in the episode. Mm-hmm. Logan, the person that, did you say that already? No, I haven't introduced next week. That's okay. The guest for next week is Logan Miller. He's a great friend of mine and he did improv. He trained in theater as well. So he was talking about how improv has helped him as he got older just to like navigate being an adult and like being more confident. Yeah. And he's also the, um, I'll I'll just introduce him now and then we'll get more into that. So Logan is the owner and creator, entrepreneur side of things for a digital publication Mm -hmm. called Front Porch Music, which helps uh, Canadian country artists reach more fans and more fans reach Canadian country artists. Um, And the reason he was talking about improv is because he has to do a lot of interviews. And he said, with interviews, it's really good to have improv training because you can think on your feet more. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk more about him. The irony is that my foot just fell asleep while she said that. Why is that ironic? Because you said think on your feet. (laughs) It is like my foot's now. That's funny. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so this episode uh, next week, it's so fun. I mean, it's one of our, I feel like we kind of have two different types of episodes. Some of them are a little bit more interviewee and some of them are a little bit more conversational, which at the beginning of starting this podcast, Mary wanted to do more conversations and I wanted to do more interviews. So we're kind of like hopping in between them. Some of them are a little bit more fun. Some of them are more, more like down to business and this one I feel like was really fun we got a lot out of him he got super vulnerable and just talked to us about everything it was just a good conversation it was so relatable in like on the entrepreneur side of life side side of life Mm -hmm. that he was able to articulate like his current struggles his struggles for the past few years you know, the things he didn't expect out of it. Like, he was saying, like, he never wanted to own a business himself. I believe his quote was, never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> wanted yes. to be an entrepreneur. Yes. And so he was able to talk about that vulnerability and what it's like. I know a lot of people have an admiration to be a small business owner and or a desire to be an entrepreneur. And it is great and it's exhilarating, but there's a lot that comes with it. So for him, it was like, I didn't ever want this, but the opportunity presented itself and now I'm faced with these, you know, hurdles and dilemmas and and then the great things that come with it on the other side. So I personally, I obviously like could have talked about that stuff for hours. Yeah, yeah, it was nice listening to you guys because I feel like it's a... I'm not a full-on entrepreneur the way you are. I'm not running my own business. I feel like the podcast, I kind of get to dabble in it. I get to promote my own stuff, but I'm not a full-on entrepreneur. So it was really fun to hear all of your, both of your sides of it and just like be immersed in the entrepreneurial culture. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, What other notes do I have here? Um, Oh, he talks about, which was super relatable, to me specifically, getting fired from a radio station. Zing, zing, which Mary learned is like, that's the industry standard. Apparently, I, Bridget also learned that. Apparently, yeah. I had no idea that Your situation people... wasn't unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was special, but apparently I'm not. I mean, not. you are special, but just in other ways. In but other apparently, ways. a lot of people get fired from radio stations. Yeah, we have another person who's going to be coming up in January, their interview, who also got fired from a radio station. Ba-doop-doo. Yeah, so he talks a lot about that. We were able to kind of connect over the fact, like over the fact that we were both fired and in not really similar ways, but 
we both feel bitter about the situation for the same reason. Yeah. And you have to listen to the podcast to figure out why that is. Yeah. And what's uh, really great is that we've talked a lot about getting fired, which is a vulnerable and hard thing to do. It's a difficult conversation to have and to share your own story can be so complicated personally like your emotions could just kind of be conflicted between like wanting to like spread the news that you got fired and that's not fair and, and this then the is other why. side of like it's embarrassing I don't mm-hmm. want to tell people that um you know like no one wants to say in an interview that they got fired but at the same time there's the other side of it of like who fired you and why mm-hmm. and so we kind of talk about both sides of those things and for Logan it was so long ago but yeah. he still harbors a lot of emotion that drives him every day and still he's still like working through that so I like Mm -hmm. that I liked the approach of how we talked about like you know why this affects us and how loyal he was Mm -hmm. to that company and how hurt he was and it just shows like how much some people really care about their work Mm -hmm. and how it may not necessarily ever matter (laughs) and how it plays into the way that he's learned how to run a company and how he wants yes. to treat people in his company. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we talk a lot about how, you know, those little aspects at jobs when you're growing up and you're job hopping really play into how you're treating other people and how you're running a company in the future. Yeah, which was huge for us because at that time we were having big conversations about being a good leader and being a good boss and what that meant. And, you know, like part of this like business partnership we have Mm -hmm. is having these very open conversations about like the difficult things that are happening through collective creations, talking 20, our other work adventures. And I feel like we constantly are breaking the barriers on like what we were expected to do with Mm -hmm. careers and like how to have those conversations. And we're kind of changing that narrative and being able to talk about like, yeah, you know what? Like this boss fired me or I had a boss that treated me this way. I never want to be that to a person. Like, hey, Bridget, make sure I'm never talking to someone that way. Or like if I fall on my face or I do something and I say to you like, hey, like where was I wrong here? And we'll like go off of each other and talk about like how to create a happier, healthier work environment for yourself and other people. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. It's really, really hard to do. And Logan's one of those people. He's like every single day yeah. is trying to. And I feel like a lot of startups right now, startup companies are run by millennials. And that's why startup culture is like such a, a it's like something that everybody wants to be a part of. Yes. Because these people have been through this older culture of how jobs are run and they want to change how employees feel yeah. underneath their guidance. Yeah. So. And finding out their reason behind, like their why. My my favorite, Simon Sinek and his Find Your Why. Um, that for anyone who cares, uh, Simon Sinek is a leader trainer. He does a bunch of work with military, with corporate culture. He has a book called Start With Why, Find Your Why, Leaders Eat Last. I brag about him all the time. I've gone to his workshops. I've tried to do the work of understanding my why. Uh, Sorry, I'd like to just interrupt and say leaders eat last. And this is true because Mary never eats and she's the leader. Ah! She always eats last whenever we're doing a wedding. That's very true. So you figured that out from Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, it, it, it shows something. I've had times where I've not sat down. And I've gone to like, I could eat my meal now. Like say we're at an event and things are going well. And I'm like, you know what? It's time to sit down and eat. Something will go wrong. And yeah. if I just stay on my feet, you you catch that ball from dropping. But also if I have staff under me, they feel taken care of. They feel supported. They don't feel guilty. Mm-hmm. If I communicate to them, like, I got you. You take your break. You've been working so hard. 
with me, for me, whatever. Take your break, chill out, come back when you're ready. And people value that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's such a small thing. But Mary anyway, knows yeah. that I need my naps. Bridget I like naps. I need naps. And Mary's like, go take a nap. Yeah, because you're useless to me when you're tired. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, that's also why Bridget eats. Because yes. things are going to go wrong if Bridget doesn't eat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Where I'm weirdly different, like it's not necessarily a healthy thing. But uh, if I stop and eat, I get tired after when my body is digesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just let me get through the thing. My mind works more clearly. Everything feels more, you know, straightforward. And then I'll put the carbs and right protein into my body afterwards. Right. And- okay. So find your why, Simon Simmet. Oh, Simmet. find your why. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and off track we go. Uh, yeah. So find your why is just like all about finding your real purpose and meaning behind what you're doing. And it can be cause like some good clarity. So I was talking to someone last week about it and they were saying how, they didn't really like how their supervisor started to manage after things started to open up again. And so I was asking, I said, well, you know, what was it like during COVID? And they said, well, it was amazing. Like we were tag teaming, we were solving problems, like we kept work going. And they said a lot of people got fired or let go of the jobs, like they couldn't afford to pay anyone, but they kept us on. And she said, but now it just feels like we're not on the same page. And so I said, well, is he like, what kind of personality is this person? And she's like, he wants to be a boss. He wants to make lots of money. His goal is to get promoted, da, da, da. And so to me, my immediate response was like, just hearing this story, it sounds like your why is to keep that meaning and purpose and camaraderie. And his is to, pr- to move his career forward, which both of them are fine, but one is very self-involved and one is very mm-hmm. community driven. And so I just said, I was like, you may never get that camaraderie again. You got that during COVID because we were in a pandemic. Neither of you had been in that situation before. You were both fighting to keep your jobs. Yeah. Your why was the same. You wanted every day to feel like you had some con- some kind of control, that you were able to solve problems, show your work that you were valuable. Your why completely aligned. And then as soon as your why stopped aligning, you guys stopped working well together. And we just kind of talked about that. I could have been wrong about that being his why, but... To me, like in those situations, instead of getting so angry and frustrated at your boss or your boss getting angry at you, if you could sit in a room and understand really have a conversation, truly, have a real conversation. Yeah. I don't care if you make 200,000 more dollars than me. You're still a human being and we need each other in this moment. Yeah. Whether I'm the janitor and you're the principal or we have the same position, whatever it is, like you need each other for those jobs. Yeah. So, talk about your why but you have to be honest with yourself and do that work right um so so, yeah we kind of touched on that in the episode with logan like he's really stuck to his why he's constantly evolved with it and that getting fired thing definitely was the it shattered his glass ceiling and made him realize that he wasn't completely aligned Mm -hmm. with his purpose and his exactly and he has created this amazing company they do so many cool things he has this what sounds like a very strong team around him of people, all these like-minded individuals who see the direction of the company and believe in the direction of the company and are actually like going above and beyond in order to, you know, reach those goals. And he's just surrounded himself with these people that are just like passionate dreamers, passionate. Like it's, it sounds amazing. You'll definitely have to listen to the episode to hear some cool stuff that they did for the Canadian Country Music Awards. A couple weeks ago, they did some very neat out-of-the-box thinking type stuff. So yeah. um, that's coming out next week, December 24th. Uh, so yeah, listen to that one. It's a good one.
Yeah, listen to it. And uh, I do want to say, although Bridget doesn't think she's great at improv, you had a reference that made me cackle. And I was like, where did that come from? But you referenced Bach. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like the, the musician, for anyone who doesn't yeah. know. He's like a classically trained artist. And I was like, what? Like normally someone would say like, Beethoven or even like Andre Bocelli but I was like only people were like it's because I work in the music industry and we have these classical kid CDs and one of them is called like Bach goes to bed or but something was, I don't know that's not it what it is but. such a good reference and I'm like see this girl has improv potential it's so like that was so out of nowhere and it seemed so intelligently placed and you guys might listen and be like that wasn't that good because now I just told you but like forgetting that you said it or I was probably talking over you at the time like I didn't hear it so re-listening to the episode I was like that's brilliant that's amazing <laughs> thanks man that makes me feel really good yeah makes me feel really good yeah sometimes sometimes I can have those one-liners and I'm like I got it nice one I nailed that but the majority of the time I will fall on my face no well. but that's you know what you got to do um so now sitting in front of a Christmas tree because it's Christmas what month time. is it? December. December. Um, we, I want to talk to you, Mary, because, mm-hmm. I'll, well, I'll explain why after, but I want to talk about our Christmas traditions. Okay. I want to do this in a speedy way, uh, because okay. I have no idea what time we're at. We're already at 17 minutes. Hoi, yo, yo. Hoi, Which means that I missed the cutoff to be like, go watch part two on Instagram, but that's fine. Um, anyway, I want to talk about our Christmas traditions because mine have mine are slowly changing, and it's you know becoming a. It, it I'm becoming more okay with my Christmas tra- my Christmas tradition changing, but I know yours changed a long time ago because your brothers got married and had kids and stuff like that. So I want to know what your Christmas routine was when you were kids, and right. what is it now. In three minutes or less. I can be quick. Okay, so we're huge, huge Christmas people. Lots of tradition. There's things that we do like peaches and champagne. You marinate. You marinate peaches in brandy for 48 hours and then you put them in champagne in the morning. So good. I'm pretty sure you guys made that once when, uh, and my mom went and ate everybody's peaches and, and, got, and went was lit. <laughs> she went to sleep with, with the new puppy who wasn't supposed to be in a bed. Like it was the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Sounds right. Um, amazing. We get up. So we do Christmas Eve. We usually Sorry, watch... she was blitzened. Oh, snap. There's that improv. Yeah, I had to Nailed bring it back it. in. It it's good. Like, yeah. No, it's good. You had to do it. Um, yeah, so we, Christmas Eve, we always watch like a Christmas movie. We usually go for like a walk in the park, Casey Gardens in Orangeville. And then we lay out our Christmas stockings. Uh, then the next morning we get up, we do our stockings. We'll do breakfast. Back in the day, we used to go to church. It was the worst. We would go to church. Oh my God, I know. We went on Christmas Eve, so Ugh. we didn't have to do Christmas morning. It was brutal because you like open up your stockings, all your oh, you had to, like, presents. I thought it was. And then it was to... like, here's everything under the tree. We have to go to church now. <laughs> and when you get home, we'll eat breakfast and then you'll open oh, your Oh, I thought we were bad because we eat breakfast. We do stockings and then eat breakfast. And then my parents clean the kitchen. Ugh, took so annoying. Ever. Took forever them cleaning so the kitchen. <laughs> and then, but and yeah, then so the then we would, uh, we'd open up our gifts and then the day would just be like playing with your gifts or we go to family, whatever. It actually hasn't changed much. My family loves their tradition so much. It's kind of whoever's there that day will participate in that 
day. Okay. Um, now I have been single for Christmas last year and this year are my only years ever that I was in a relationship. Last year, Matt was at home, bartender Matt. And, uh, this year is the first year we will be doing a combined Christmas and we are not interrupting Christmas morning. So we will go, we'll, his dad will join us and then for dinner, we'll go to his mom's house and have an amazing dinner because his mom's like a fucking fantastic cook. Pam, I know you may listen to this, so you're welcome, but I'm so excited for Christmas yeah, I dinner. Yeah, I ate your cake once that you made for Matt's birthday. It was delicious. It was amazing. It was so good. Um, so yeah, we, we've kept it as much as possible. My one brother flip-flops between his wife's family and his family. It's always hard because you just want everyone together, but that's not possible, especially in COVID times. And for my sister-in-law's family, they live further away. So it's like a weird, like you value the time you have with them, the years they're here so much because we don't have it every other year. But then the years that they're not here, we we carve out time to make sure we're all together. Yeah. My brother's girlfriend and my sister-in-law and one of my brothers all have birthdays in December. So there's lots of celebrating. It's like chaotic and busy, but it's so wonderful. I love it. It's just like a reason to be with all your people, eat shitty food. Oh, yes. Indulge in all the things. Feel but, like crap. Afterwards. Yeah, but we, like the stockings are still there. Christmas Eve is still ah, there. Ah, that's nice. We'll walk in the park on Christmas Eve, the day that this episode's released. And... Not this episode, next episode. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll edit that out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. But yeah, just kidding. Uh, the day Logan's episode's out. And yeah, we'll keep all that stuff. I have an uncle coming from out of town. My uncle Mike's going to come and join us. So. Nice. Yeah. No, we don't. We keep it. We keep it as traditional as possible. Good. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, I would have thought that it would have completely changed. You know, I would have thought that your brothers spent Christmas morning at their house and you guys. Oh, that are... does happen. Oh, My, okay. Yeah. Sorry. My brothers are now, but their kids are like three and under. Mm. So COVID was different last year and the year before that they were all babies. So this year will be the first year, yes, my one brother will be with his wife's family and then my other brother, they'll do the Christmas morning with their daughter. But in all honesty, she's three. So they're going to be up at like 6 a.m., maybe five, which will be because my brother wants her up, (laughs) not because she gets up. Uh, This is going to be like the first like really fun Christmas for for her, her, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll do that and then they'll come over probably by like 10 a.m. Oh, nice. Okay. So, you know, we get to sleep in. It's all good. Great. Okay, well, let me tell you my tradition because Ooh, I have okay. a nice little oh. <laughs> write-out of my tradition. Did you write this? I, I wrote this when I, when I was 10. Okay, I'm looking at the writing and I'm yeah. like, No, this isn't. Bridget. So I have a piece of paper here that has my Christmas morning routine on it that I guess... I've always been somebody who really likes to schedule out my days. <laughs> Shocking. And like a right what times I'm doing things. So I found we found this a couple of years ago in our Christmas stuff. Um, and it's a very thorough representation of my family's Christmas tradition. I can't wait. All right. First, Christmas Eve. Eat dinner, play, church, open Christmas Eve present, put up stockings, read night before Christmas, put out Santa's snack, go to bed. Hang on. Very basic, you know? We we did Classic. the things. Yeah. Christmas. Get up, wake up Kevin. Stare at the clock until it strikes 7.30. Go wake mom and dad up. Go wake Kate up. Go pee and poo. (laughs) Go downstairs. Open stockings. Eat breakfast. Wait until mom and dad clean up the kitchen. Open presents. Go to grandma's. And then go to Aunt Jay's then party. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my Christmas morning routine. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, Yeah, pee and poo is my personal favorite part. Also, why do you wake up Kevin, then your parents, then Kate? Because Kevin would always want to be woken up. Okay. 
Kate, uh, my parents, we Kate wants to sleep in, and my parents were like, I guess wake us up like at seven thirty or whatever. I think I feel like it was probably like this was written when I was ten, so I feel like the time probably got later as I got older when I was able to wake them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is one tradition. I used to wake my brothers up, and then one final year, I was in high school, my brothers were out of high school, and I was like. I'm going to do it. I'm going to wake up my brothers. And I ran into my brother's room, jumped out of bed and said, Merry Christmas. And he plunged out of bed and punched me. <laughs> he punched me directly in the nose. And I fell over and I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, I don't know. You scared me. And I never did it again. Ever. You know, my brother, I feel like that's a very brother thing. My brother, um, loves getting my mom for some reason they still get him nerf guns every year and the only thing he does with it is shoot me (laughs) not kate not kate Just just me it literally says so we have this family like christmas wish list and everybody goes in and puts what they're wish for and one of his lines is something to shoot bridget with That's phenomenal. Classic. Every time. And my mom got him a really powerful one one year. And I was like, you can't be doing that. Like, when every Dollar time I bend only. over, I'm like, I'm like, ugh. Like, so scared all the time. It's awful. That sounds traumatic. Yeah, it is traumatic. Anyway, my grandma also, another, a more recent tradition that was added on to our tradition. My grandmama on my mom's side. She uh, hosts this great party that all of the cousins go to. Um, it didn't happen last year which was a bummer, but we all play like family bingo, there are prizes, and then uh, she gets it catered, so we have a caterer, and we have drinks and stuff like that, and then we all, we're there for like three hours, and then we all go home, and that's just like, that's our family get-together for Christmas. That's lovely. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, it's very efficient. It's like, see everybody, we all get to catch up, we have like, I don't know, before we start bingo, it's like an hour and a half to like say hi to everybody, and then we start bingo, we play bingo, we get prizes, and then... We wrap up and we go home. Yeah. Wrap up. Wrap up. <laughs> there you go again. Yeah, there I go again. My biggest like dilemma with Christmas these days is that you have to really plan out the drinking. Oh man, and the like, driving. When I was not yeah, together, well, yeah, not doing those together. But also, you're like we're taking a cab on Christmas Day, and I was like, whatever, it's gonna be our new tradition. We'll get a flask and take a cab because I'm not missing peaches and champagne. Yeah, yeah. To go and it's it's dangerous. It's peaches marinated in brandy and then there's baileys and coffee and maybe i want wine with lunch don't judge me but i'm fine i'm like (laughs) okay we've got this and we've got this and i was like jesus that's a month of like i could drink every day there's a reason to there is a legitimate reason to drink every day at christmas new meme can't do that yeah and i can't do that my liver doesn't want that my inner you know my january 1st version of myself doesn't want that right but yeah, so it's like, okay, now we gotta be but strategic. But it's like the last stretch of the year, it's like, just go ham on January, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right, we got four minutes to talk about our last thing that I wanna talk about is our giveaway that we're doing with Cup of Tay. Uh, we're gonna show you the actual things right we're now. Doing a um, so we're doing some meme. Yep. So we're doing some meme mug, a meme mug, a cup of tay tea of your choosing and a cup of tay mug and if you head to our instagram page at talking 20 podcast you can enter there i think you can also enter on facebook and look at you mary you can even drink out of both of them at the same time 
Wow. I mean, I can't because we're giving them away. But, yeah. So, um, we're also going to be selling these meme mugs. We're going to have two options for them. And uh, they won't be ready in time for Christmas, unfortunately. But we will be doing it in the new year. So, stay tuned for that. They're really cute. We'll, we'll post a... Actually, we have posted a picture. So, go to our Instagram. So, go to our Instagram. Alrighty. Is there anything else you want to chat about in the last two minutes that we have? Um, no, I want to wrap her up again. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I'm very excited for the new year. I'm very excited to relax uh, over the Christmas time. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm done. Okay, great. Well, thanks for listening to this pre-episode ramble chat. Uh, It's, you know, our first one in person. Super exciting stuff. Hopefully we'll be able to do more of this if COVID doesn't go crazy, which it looks like it will. Um, So buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody have a safe holiday uh, season, holiday break. Take time for yourself. Drink lots, don't drive, and uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Logan's episode coming next week, December 24th, uh, Front Porch Music. Go follow them on Instagram and do all the things to help them yeah. grow. Yeah. Also, follow Talking 20 Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, all the things. If you've listened to every episode and haven't done all those things yet, what are you even doing in your life? Yes. Go, lo- go do it. Go do it. It helps us. It really does help us. Um, we're, we actually have a video that we're going to post about why it helps us um, to kind of hopefully get into people's brains a little Ooh, bit yes, more. and people need to listen because over the, before the end of the holiday slash in the new year, we have some very, very exciting life news. Oh, Lots yes. is going on. Lots, 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 guys. There's lots of good changes happening, evolution, uh, that, yes, it's yeah so stay tuned hopefully we're gonna announce that um we're gonna do a new year's episode so uh that'll be the week after december 24th obviously I can't believe we forgot to like plug that. yeah big yeah thing, big, big thing. things happening yeah. so stay tuned thanks for listening and we'll okay, see bye. you next week Bye, share us merry christmas happy holidays <laughs>